Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Jill McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Directly across from me and foolishly opposed to me is Mr. Joe McGranahan. Good morning, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> what is your Calling problem? Calling me foolish, are you? <laughs> Great way to start the program in this new era of love yeah. and inclusion. No, it doesn't start till noon. No, it doesn't start till noon. Okay. Well, then up till then, you're free to buffoon. insult me. <laughs> you're one of them buffoon, until right? noon. I'm a buffoon. And then at noon, it starts being us again. Buffoon till noon. Rob Setter is our fabulous producer. We always appreciate his help and hard work. Uh, at 9.10 this morning, we're here for Leonard Steinhorn from CBS News and political analyst. We'll talk about the President Trump legacy and history and uh, the, the many, 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 many challenges facing Joe Biden and the Democrats. So. And we'll talk to him about that today. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. And you can do, as uh, um, quite a few texts came in yesterday, text us at 70236. So we'll read those in a timely fashion. We hope to anyway. We invite you to do what I've done. That's go to sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and they are a family-owned dealership since 1915. They've got two locations, 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Now, we also invite you to visit the most important address they have, and that's sunburymotors.com. If you're going to go in person, welcome to do so, socially distance and masks and necessary tons of sanitation taking place down there. The garage has never been cleaner. The quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury still has a limited capacity waiting room. They'd love to see you there. And that's where they specialize in all types of service, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find them online at sunburymotors.com. Check out online specials. Build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. And you can do all all of that at uh, sunburymotors.com. Are you ready for a new president, sir? Well, I'm not ready for what the new president's going to be doing. <gasps> oh, no. What's Some he of doing? The things. Well, oh. he's, going to, he's going to cancel the uh, pipeline project, which is the much Keystone needed. XL. Keystone XL pipeline. Now, what does needed? that mean exactly, since it's already underway? I, you know, I don't know what that means. Does that mean the work's just going to stop on? He's also stopping the wall. So does that mean construction? If there's some piece of wall that's two-thirds done, it'll just sit there rotting. You know, I don't know what that means. I, mm. You know, he's going to put us back in the Paris Climate Accord. So your worries are unfounded. Which I think was a job killer in this country. 
Your worries are unfounded. In other well, words. and uh, they're they're not. I mean, he is the president of the United States as of noon today, and it is his right to pursue his agenda. I just have some concerns, just as I'm sure you had concerns over President Trump. Mm-mm. No, I had nothing but high hopes. And boy, oh, that's oh boy. not true. You you were very much opposed to him uh, giving the green light to the Keystone Pipeline. Well, and, and you know what he did. And the pipeline is underway. Much of it is finished, and uh, it's being used. And so I, I would try to find out what exactly is that Joe Biden was going to do before I'd be too worried about that. Well, he announced it's one of the things he's going to do on day one: sign an executive order to stop it. So when should I worry? Well, for two years in a row. <laughs> we've used less and less oil. So do we need it? Now, we know that a lot of crude that we use in the U.S. goes through the pipeline, but uh, do we need it? And well, you, why, you don't know that answer. Well, yes, I do. The decline was because of the pandemic and people were shut down and not going anywhere. Not the previous year. The, for the you said, first year. You said le- this year. Two years. Last year and the year before. Okay, so what does that mean? We don't prepare. For, we don't have a excess capacity. We just stick our heads back in the sand again? Is that what what it is? Is that this is excess capacity? Well, that's what if, the pipeline that's for. the worst I would think that would happen is that we gain some excess okay. capacity. All right. Noted. All right. To be continued. We'll see what uh, Joe Biden does, and Joe will get the answers to his frequently unanswerable questions about the Keystone XL pipeline, about which he knows... Nothing. Very well. Okay. <laughs> I know that's what admission, you were going to say. Admission is the first step to rehabilitation. <laughs> All right. One eight hundred. Did you make that up, or is that something someone else said? Admi- oh no, I think that's like a A A A. you're suggesting a twelve-point program for me. Perhaps that could be part of my re-education <laughs> as a Trump supporter. <laughs> it's a twelve-step program, but with Joe, who does things very pro- pro- programmatically, it's, it's a twelve-point program okay. that fits on a PowerPoint. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We can talk about the inauguration, President Trump, Joe Biden, Keystone XL. Uh, who was it? Mitch McConnell yesterday saying Trump fomented violence and led to the insurrection. And uh, did he actually say the word? Violence, fomented violence. Uh, well, he said President he said Trump that. led up to it. I, I have it in front of me somewhere. I'll look it up. But uh, he certainly said the president is responsible. Well, that much is clear. That but is true. I like our good listeners' analysis. Who said Mitch McConnell is going to want to impeach and get, well, already impeached, but want to convict him so they can put an exclamation point on the end of the Trump history and move on and come up with this new. No, but the word Republican is this party. morning that Trump is considering forming his own political party, which would just in effect make the Democrats the only political party in the country because he would just siphon away votes from the Republicans. All right. Well, that would be a, a wonderful thing to have happen. I hope President Trump... Well, you know, a third of the nation... You really think there shouldn't be a two-party system? We should just be controlled by the Democrats forever. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Joe, This is ridiculous. Mark, Mark, Why Mark, must Mark. I endure this? Uh, let's see. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, we do have a dilemma in this U.S. in that a third of the country, or certainly a third of the voters, think the election was stolen and are Trump loyalists and are going to follow him to Florida. You know, oh, really? They're all going to Florida? <laughs> well, they're following his moving vans. They're driving behind his moving vans, honking horns and stuff. <laughs> I guess some of the news media showed pictures of the vans, so then his followers knew what they looked like, and so when they saw him on 95, they started following him. <laughs> so, uh, but in any event, okay. Oh, but a third of the country say. feels strongly that the election was stolen and they still support President Trump. Well, this is going to be... Uh, they're going to have to form their own party or something, or 
join the Tea Party or become libertarians or something if they're going to have a sort of a collective I race. would suspect that even those diehard Trump fans, if this goes on and there's no proof emerging, no one comes forward to blow the whistle mm -hmm. in an emphatic way, I would suspect most people will just come to accept it. Uh, I, you know, do you, Did all Democrats accept Trump's election four years ago? I don't think so. I think there were still some people questioning his legitimacy right up to the end. Well, and I think uh, it, a lot of it is going to weigh on an emerging character or characters in the Republican Party. You know, when President Obama was president, you could get behind the Tea Party and you had a safe alternative while still being Republican. And uh, I think you're going to see that. And if it is Ted Cruz, oh boy, that's a shame. But honestly, I think Mitch McConnell's going to say, no, Ted's too extreme. Let's find somebody who's in the middle. You know, not me, not himself. I mean, not myself, Mitch McConnell. He's not going to say that. He's well, say, he wouldn't we, win anyway. We need... <laughs> Well, we need somebody who's going to be a future great Republican leader. Maybe there's a black woman in the Republican Party that checks off all the boxes that they're trying to fill the party with. Well, maybe so. there's a governor. Yeah. So there's some yeah, fine Republican continued. governors out there. Or or John Kasich. Can't he be forced to become president? Well, only <laughs> if he has Tulsi Gabbard as his running mate. Okay, well I'll go for that. Can we but well, we can force somebody to be A president. unity party. There there we go. A unity ticket. <laughs> yes, it's you're conscripted to be. Now we have our president in handcuffs because he doesn't want to be president, but he's still the best person for the job. All right, it makes you wonder if Mitt Romney had been president, what different straits we'd be in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five Five six five is our telephone number. Eric, who we're, we're still talking about uh, President Trump and inauguration and politics, and we could probably mention COVID too. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for taking my call this wonderful new day in in the United States of America. Um, I was listening rather intently to the exchange you had, Mark, uh, yesterday with the, the last caller, next last caller, and and I, I got what you were trying to say. You were just being facetious, and he took, you know, he, he didn't get it, went over his head, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I am rather, uh, believe it or not, rather conservative in my politics. Uh, by my views on this show, you, you'd swear I'm a, a, a radical liberal, which I've been accused of, of being far left, whatever I'm not. I'm a... I'm a gun owner. I believe in limiting uh, access to abortion and several other conservative ideas. But what I am is, a, as a student of history, uh, studies history extensively, both in college and also in my own personal life, I believe I'm someone who's not easily fooled. Um, I, I say this preamble to how I voted in the past. I voted for Ronald Reagan twice. I voted for the Bushes three times. Uh, um, my first time to vote for Democrat was actually uh, Bill Clinton. And I voted uh, Republican different times because I follow the candidate, what the candidate stands for. And I believe what uh, President Biden stands for is, is uh, forward thinking. Uh, we'll get everything you want to know and shouldn't because we have checks and balances as it should. Um, I believe one of the first things he's going to do to help right the things, though, is to uh, overturn uh, the defunding of Social Security, which has really gotten... Um, you know, blown over. We haven't talked about that, but uh, one of the uh, actions of President Trump was to basically try to defund Social Security. And I believe President Biden's first thing is going to do executive order to overturn that executive order. Um, and I believe the Republicans will then start screaming, see, uh, Mr. Biden has is raising taxes. And I want to sh shoot a shot across the bow early on to say no that he's going to just put it back where it was, that we're going to have to all be paying back into Social Security like we should have been doing all along so that Social Security is assured. 
Uh, but Eric, Joe, any comments on that? Yes, Eric. If I have uh, given you back, if I have said I'm not going to take $10 from you anymore, and I stop taking the $10 from you, and then somebody else comes along and says, I'm going to take it back, that is raising your taxes. Okay, so so we just let Social Security go away? Is that is that it? Uh, as far it, as I understand, as far as I understand, it was only in the uh, temporary move during the pandemic to uh, put more money in people's pockets by temporarily cutting back on the uh, withholding tax. Not permanently, not destroying Social Security forever. He didn't say he wouldn't find some other mechanism to uh, fund the shortfall, but he was trying to put more money in people's pockets when everybody on uh, your side of the aisle was screaming, folks need help, folks need help. He was trying to give it to him, and Congress wouldn't enact a piece of legislation at that time because Nancy Pelosi blocked it. She didn't want to give him a win. I mean, let's be honest about it. That's what happened. And and that, that presidential order ends when? Well, I guess it will end when Joe Biden signs a, a decree saying it's over. I think no, I believe actually, uh, I believe it was set to end. It was had. I think that'd be date stamp. I think it's actually set to end today, inauguration day. Well, uh, then, so actually, I believe what's going to happen is without uh, President Biden doing anything, uh, that the um, the it'll be reinstated back to where it needs to be and has been for generations. For generations, we've been having you know FICA taken off our paychecks. So it was just temporary, as the president said. So, so, so now what we're saying is, is it will not be Mr. Biden raising taxes. It will be an action left over from President Trump. <laughs> well, if it, if it was sunset, I think most legislation should have a sunset date on it. Uh, I asked a question. Uh, how do you interpret it? If it ends today based upon Trump, is, is then Mr. Biden raising taxes, or is that just Mr. Trump on his way out? Uh, it's nobody ra- at this point, it's nobody raising anything. It's just a, a temporary measure that expired. Okay. It's so not a, n- we not were agreeing a, now that it, w- it would not be an act. No. Of, of, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is if you raise taxes, you say, all right, here, I'm going to give, take away something you have now. You're saying, here, we're just giving back something that we had, and we don't have any more, and we're going to have to pay for it. There are many times we've enacted temporary measures during times of emergency to fund the government in one way or another. And, but we agree we need taxes, right? We need some way of, uh, sure. of uh, financing government. No we argument. Finance. We need fair but, taxes. Okay. But we also, yeah. a large portion of that money should go toward retiring the debt we've incurred, like drunken sailors. No offense to any drunken sailors out there. <laughs> yeah, they don't over spend the- like that. Careful now. Careful. <laughs> My dad was a sailor. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure he was sober. But seriously. I'm sure he was too. <laughs> we spend money like crazy in this country, and nobody, Republican or Democrat, ever talks about paying it back. Okay, I love it. Uh, first day of the President Biden, and now, and now you and the other Republicans are going to start talking about the public debt. You haven't been listening it. to this program. I, I've, I've, been talking, I've been talking about the public debt on this program for the 12 years we've been doing it. And But but all the time under uh, President Trump and everything, you were saying, well, we need this. We need this for this emergency. No, I didn't say that. So we're Mark, no longer under emergency. Defend me, Mark. How many times have I said that even the Republicans were doing the wrong thing and funding and this continual spending without cutting back? I don't recall that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> My last point is um, looking forward. Uh, I'll just leave some notes of history and let people decide uh, if I'm uh, a crackpot or whatever. Um, there has been a 20-year curse upon the presidency. I don't know if you gentlemen are aware of that historically or not. Who put the curse there? Uh, I don't know, but here, here, here's the fact. Starting in 1840, William Henry Harrison, who attended his, uh, against his doctor's orders, attended his own inauguration, 
uh, caught pneumonia and died uh, while in office uh, within the first few months. 1860, President Lincoln, we knew he was assassinated. 1880, William Henry Harrison was assassinated. No, no, I, William Henry Harrison was not assassinated. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> William Henry Harrison died. Uh, um, uh, let me see. McKinley uh, was assassinated. Garfield. Garfield. Garfield was assassinated, yes. Garfield was assassinated, okay. Well, uh, aren't you guys the feel-good group of William, the day? <laughs> 1920, Harding died in office. Right. How? 1940. How? Heart attack. Like 1940, um, Franklin Delmar Roosevelt died in office. 1960, President Kennedy was assassinated. And who was the first one to break that? Uh, the first one to break that was... Um, one Ronald Reagan. That's correct. But what happened within the first three months of him being in office? He was uh, there was an assassination attempt, but it and failed. he came within a hair's breadth of dying. Uh, yeah. Uh, who was elected in two thousand? Will you tell me? You're the history buff, George. <laughs> George, George Bush. H. W. Bush. George right? H. W. Bush. Right. And what happened within the first uh, nine months and eleven days? There was an attempt happened. in his life. Nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven. I, I, uh, there uh, were I, I also really believe that, that that second jet, which was brought down by our, our uh, patriots in Shanksville, was headed to the White House. Now, the president, coincidentally, luckily, was not even in the White House at the time, but I really think that was an attempt to take him off. So, um, here we are, 2020. Um, I, I believe that, um, I believe in history repeating itself, and I believe that the 47th president of the United States will be Kamala Harris. I, I believe that. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, I, maybe this be a crackpot. I'm just a student of history. I'm just laying out history as I understand it. Well, we said that on the program early on when they nominated Biden, that he was just a placeholder to get Kamala Harris as president, and people on the left scoffed. But you're saying that's true. Well, I, 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 I'm just saying what history tells us. Okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you decide. But uh, All right. And, thank uh, you, Eric. So. All right. There, thanks for the history lesson, gentlemen. Have a great day. I appreciate the All opportunity, right. as always. How many people talk about William Henry Harrison anymore? That's a shame. Uh, we got a call coming in. One of our good listeners sent us a note, uh, email, Joe. says, today is the day Trump finally fulfills his promise of making America great again by leaving office. Good riddance. Signed, our friend and fellow patriot, E.B., who just is so full of love and inclusion. <laughs> well, at some point you have to be happy. There's a transition underway. Uh, another listener right here, your favorite guy, Tom. Tom says, what a beautiful day. In capital letters. Okay. Thank you for the emphasis. Very much appreciated. I'll get my eardrums fixed at a, at a later date. Uh, let's see. This is the uh, news release from Congressman Muser. I don't know. Um, too long. Okay. Way too long. There you go. You read this. This is good, though. This is from I U.S. Congressman Muser, 9th District. I believe we can find common ground to achieve these objectives, and I pray that President Biden shows the strength to govern as a, govern as a leader of all Americans. Oscar Wilde said, with age comes wisdom. I know this to be true, and I'm hopeful that in his effort to unite a divided country, President Biden works across the aisle in recognition of the fact that Republicans represent millions of Americans and their interests as well. My office will be helpful whenever possible to accomplish shared goals and deliver policies that will advance the 9th District of Pennsylvania and the United States of America. Okay, all the previous remarks here are the many, 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 many accomplishments of President President Trump. So if anybody wants to see that, we'll post that on our Facebook page. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone number. We will be right back. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. 
SMP has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top-selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250. And slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the Court Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of Central Pennsylvania for over a century. Perfect sale ends Monday the 1st. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we can talk about the president pardoning 73 people, including Steve Bannon, and commuting the sentences of 70 other people who did it in the early morning hours, so maybe he thought nobody would notice. Uh, what is it? 12 members of the U.S. National Guard have been removed from the inaugural services because of their strongly held beliefs. But with no evidence that they planned anything surreptitious. That you know of. Well, <laughs> the FBI doesn't brief Joe on a regular basis. Yes, we they know do. that too. Oh, do they? Okay. <laughs> well, that would make perfect sense. Uh, let's see. Retailers, some retailers are taking action against a very public CEO who continues to question the outcome of the election. My Pillows CEO, yes, Mike. I have that here. I have an interesting story on that, but we have a caller that we should get to, so. We'll take I'm Joseph. Sorry, I forgot to look Joseph, up Joseph, you're screen. on the mark. Joseph had to wait through those headlines. Sorry about that, yeah. buddy. You are on the mark. Yes. Uh, hey, I was really tickled to hear Dan. I haven't heard him for a long time, and he's always got some real good wisdom to share with you guys and us. And, but I want to comment on something that he said and also on the swearing-in thing, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, he said about, you were talking about cults. And Dan doesn't realize this, and most people don't, but he belongs to a cult. And why do I say that? American Heritage of Diction, Dictionary of English Language says this, a system of community or community of religious worship and ritual, especially focused upon one, a single deity or spirit. Well, that's what he, he worships, Jesus, and uh, of course recognizes the spirit of the Almighty. So that's considered a cult. Now, uh, I'm, I'm in a cult too. I worship Yahshua the Messiah. And I, I know there's one spirit that, that fills every individual. So according to the definition, and also Webster says the same thing, that we're a cult. Now, there are false cults, and that I'm not in a false cult. And so I would say about many religions that focus on a deity or something like Buddhism, that's a false cult. But it's a cult, and I am a cult in a cult also. I'm in the cult of Yahshua the Messiah. And according to the dictionary, that's the definition of a cult. Okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with being in a cult, but don't be in the wrong one. <laughs> now, I want to comment on Joe Biden's taking the oath of office, okay? And the spiritual ramifications of that. Every president takes it, but they don't realize the evil that they're doing when they lay their hand on that Bible, the word of Almighty Yahweh, that cannot be broken, and put their right hand to heaven, and then make the, their pledge to do this and that, okay? I want to give you what why i believe that is evil okay now you're you're going to destroy somebody else's christmas here but go ahead i can hardly wait go ahead <laughs> nimrod hey, wait i'm going to give it to you from the 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 son of almighty yahweh here's what he says in Mar matthew 
5.20.33. Again, you have heard that it had been said by them of old, Thou shalt not perjure thyself, but shalt perform thine oath. Now that's what they're going to do, take an oath. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is the throne of Yahweh, neither by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, neither shalt thou swear by the head, or be, because thou canst not make one hair white or black, but let your communication be yes, yes, and no, no. For whatsoever more than these cometh of evil. Now that's pretty strong language. It's evil. Then his half-brother, Yaakov, whom you call James, said this in James 5, uh, 12. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any oath, but let your yeses be yes and your noes be no lest you fall into condemnation. Now, that's strong language. So every I president of the United States has fallen into condemnation since George Washington, well, right? that explains a yes, lot. Yes, yes sir. Oh, not, yeah. No, the presidents have. The presidents, when they put that's their hands on that Bible and swore by that, according to the Savior and his half-brother, and the word, the words in that Bible, you dasn't do that. Now, I adopted a child many years ago, and I had to Shoot. take an oath. They wanted me to swear on the Bible. And I said, I can't do that because that very Bible says I'm not, the person who inspired that Bible said I'm not allowed to do that. Well, here's the, that here's the thing. My yeses will be yes and my noes will be no. Here's the thing. In other words, they, they, are offered a cho- say- they are offered a choice. They can say affirm. They don't have to swear. They can say affirm. Now, if they believed as you do, of course, they're all in this bad cult, not the good cult that you belong to, but they all believe that they can, uh, that they're swearing properly, or they could affirm it if that's their choice, right? There's nothing wrong with them saying, yes, I will will do my best to uphold the Constitution with all that is within me, but I'm not going to swear on the word of Almighty Yahweh or on this this city of Washington, D.C. or Jerusalem or your head or anything. That's what the Savior said. That's not my... they're not my words that I read to you. That's the words of the Savior and his half-brother. I think them two guys knew what they were talking about. Oh, my gosh. We got you. Brother. Thank you so much, Joseph. Really appreciate okay. it. Jeez, that's his ruin. Everything. <laughs> First, he killed Christmas. Took the joy out of today, didn't he? All right. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, Joe was talking about Republicans, I assume. No, I was talking to our uh, director, our, our head high show here, talking about <laughs> how you and I behave. On the Mark, which is well <laughs> under most circumstances, I hope. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the Mark at WKOK.com. 
You can text us at 70236. If you're a Text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or start up a new one at 70236. We're going to do news headlines first, then we're going to talk to Leonard Steinhorn. Uh, so we'll have open the phones opened back up shortly here on WK, okay? First, news headlines an inside job at Country Cupboard. State police say a trusted employee stole tens of thousands of dollars while serving as an assistant general manager. Troopers charged 44 year old Andrew Gamberling of Lewisburg with theft by deception. They say he used a range of methods to steal about $85,000 that they know about. Statewide hospitalizations because of COVID-19 are down, down to about 4,500 people at Pennsylvania hospitals. Geisinger Danville has six fewer patients. They're down to 154 people admitted. A couple of weeks ago, they had over 200. Evangelical Community Hospital, two fewer patients. Uh, 41 patients on board now. They were above 100 several weeks ago. Individuals with COVID-19 plus their normal population of uh, patients are there. Uh, four new deaths in the central Susquehanna Valley because of COVID-19. A woman accused of entering the U.S. Capitol illegally during the January 6th riot will likely be charged with stealing a computer from the office of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Riley June Williams was arrested. She'll be charged with trespassing as well as violent entry from the Capitol. She is uh, from Harrisburg. And even in his uh, farewell address yesterday, President Trump exaggerated. I wouldn't say outright lied, but he said some things that, uh, what shall we say, were not Okay, so they weren't true. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And the president promised this morning that he'll be back in some form in the future. That is news headlines. Uh, we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Leonard Steinhorn. He's a political consultant, educator, professor, and has been very busy lately helping to monitor what's been going on in the U.S. Good morning, Leonard. Thanks for calling back again. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Just a few things going on in our country, huh? I know. Right. <laughs> well, this this is your time. I hope you're happy now because, boy, there's a lot that uh, really begs uh, for analysis and uh, maybe some the kind of calm that sometimes uh, you, you provide. Well, let's look briefly at the President Trump's history and his legacy as he does an, an exit here. Uh, is it too soon to, to start to reflect on how he might be remembered well, I don't think it's too soon. I think, of course, it's good to have some perspective on all of this, um, but it's not too soon. Um, uh, I think he'll be remembered as somebody who was disruptor, who came in defying the status quo and upending the norms. And that has some pluses, and, but it also has a lot of minuses. And you see where it led our country. Um, in the long run, I think this will be seen as a time of deep division of deep polarization fueled by the president. He didn't make many efforts to be able to undo that, to be able to calm people down. Um, and I think it will be seen, uh, you know, with an exclamation point at the end of his presidency um, with uh, the sort of the terrible incident that took place at the Capitol on January 6th. That will be seen as sort of a symbolic manifestation of so much of what he stood for throughout his presidency. Now, it will also be remembered for COVID um, and sort of what happened in the final year of his presidency. And he may get credit for Operation Warp Speed and rushing along 
the vaccines into uh, a sort of emergency approval early this year. Um, but it also may be remembered for uh, what many believe is this indifference to what happened with COVID and the pain and his unwillingness to use the full force of the federal government to deal with it in such a way that our COVID numbers are so extraordinary, so huge, so seemingly unending that it really is going to go down as one of the worst moments in our history because of all the people who have died and all of this disruption that's taken place in our society. So I think he'll be seen as a disruptor, but also a divider, somebody who accomplished a few things and seemed to be riding a good economic wave through the first three years but somebody who really, really seemed indifferent to the suffering of our people and who stoked some of the divisions that showed up at the Capitol two weeks ago. Wouldn't you say, uh, Leonard, that Joe Biden was stoking similar divisions by threatening to undo some things that uh, President Trump did? I mean, he said he wanted to reach out, uh, be the president of all Americans, and yet the first things he's announced that he's going to do are rather divisive with respect to um, about half the public, how they feel. Yeah, but that's why there you have elections, because President Trump did the exact same thing to President Obama. Um, there's nothing wrong with somebody putting in place their perspectives if they're president of the United States. I mean, you know, to be president and to be elected is not necessarily to stick with something you disagree with just because of the sort of the sort of label of unity. Um, unity has to come through common purpose. It has to come through uh, respect for our institutions of government. It has to re come, through, uh, come with respect for disagree disagreeing uh, points of view, um, but not to become disagreeable when you express those points of view. So there's nothing wrong with an incoming administration, you know, wanting to implement its agenda. I mean, that's what Joe Biden ran on, and he'd be an extraordinary disappointment to the 81 million people, the 51 or so percent of Americans who voted for him um, if uh, he didn't come in and, let's say, rejoin the Paris Climate Accord or undo some of the uh, sort of executive orders that President Trump put in place that Joe Biden ran against. So you have to expect somebody to live up to his word. Donald Trump certainly did that. And it's not because of that that people thought he was divisive. It was because of his rhetoric and his demonizing of certain people and his tweets um, and, and the fact that he wasn't telling the truth about things and committed so many mistruths and lies. Um, and so uh, there's a difference between implementing your agenda and dividing people, and I think uh, everyone has to understand that. Is it perhaps indicative, last night in his farewell video, uh, just a, a one series of exaggerations after another, including the American dream has been restored because of the Trump administration. Is that perhaps, is that video going to go down in history as the touchstone to his personality? You know, he certainly had a wide range of claims and policies that you could tout, but to, to, to take each one and say that, you know, it basically saved uh, the country and the world, it's all exaggerated. Well, I think every sort of speech and tweet to historians is going to go down as evidence to build up the story that they're going to tell about the 45th president of the United States. Um, 
And look, it's, you know, if you think back 20, 30, 40 years from now, um, for historians, it's going to be this utterly fascinating moment because you did have somebody who, uh, again, as I say, came in as a disruptor, was unwilling to accept the status quo, was willing to shatter all sorts of norms, some for good, a lot not for good. Um, and they're going to, you know, look at how he communicated with the American people and the fact that, as you say, he did exaggerate or didn't tell the truth at so many uh, points uh, of his presidency to be able to draw that portrait of him and say this is who he is. So what he said yesterday becomes just another sort of artifact of his presidency that will be used uh, uh, to define who he who he was. Um, and you have to hope that 30, 40 years from now, people gain perspective and see what happened and evaluate him in a way that uh, he is deserved. Um, there are already historians saying that he will go down as one of the worst presidents in our history. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly with uh, the moment two weeks ago at the Capitol and him urging an entire mob of people to go and attack the Article One empowered part of our government, Congress. Um, uh, so he's the Article Two empowered executive, urging people to attack the Article One Congress. You know, it's hard not to see that as a complete dereliction of duty and a complete disregard for the Constitution of the United States. So I think that will be sort of the unifying principle that people will use uh, 20, 30, 40 years from now to be able to tell the larger story of some of the things you were mentioning earlier and some of the other uh, actions of his presidency without, uh, as historians should never do, without dismissing some of the things that he also accomplished. Okay, well, he's been impeached twice now, and he will have a trial in the Senate, but he's out of office. The whole purpose of that is to remove somebody from office. He's already gone. Does this make any sense to you? Well, um, it's a good question, um, and part of uh, convicting somebody would be to hold another vote immediately afterwards to, to see if you would bar that person from ever uh, assuming a high office again. So if uh, part of the goal is to ensure that uh, uh, sort of ex-president Donald Trump can no longer be a future president Donald Trump, um, then that would serve its purpose. Now, there may be other means and measures to do that through the 14th Amendment, but the most visible one is through conviction. And then these, there's the other side to it, which is um, if you truly believe that um, his actions and behavior on January 6th merited impeachment and do merit conviction, then should your conscience lead you to vote for that, whether he's sitting in the White House or not? Um, it's conviction um, and uh, not necessarily only removal from office. So uh, there's no sort of, I believe, constitutional bar on continuing this once somebody leaves office. But there's that other side to it, which is if uh, the members of the Senate believe he should no longer hold uh, a sort of high public office like this, um, then the conviction becomes a means to that end. But several constitutional scholars have said they believe this is not proper, that you can't impeach somebody after they're out of office. Isn't it likely to increase the division that Joe Biden has to deal with and hold up his effort to get his cabinet confirmed and to act on his legislative agenda? 
Yeah, and you're right that there are several constitutional scholars who feel the way and others who feel the opposite way. Again, this is uncharted territory that we're in. So, um, uh, you know, that's something that, again, legal scholars are, are going to be looking at as well. Um, but, uh, you know, it, does it further stoke the division? Well, you know, that's a really good question, too, because, you know, where was the division created? Was the division created by somebody who still is not acknowledged? Uh, or mention the words, uh, you know, President-elect Joe Biden. Is it is was the division created by somebody who, basically, uh, as Mitch McConnell uh, said yesterday, spewed out, you know, repeated falsehoods uh, and lies to the American people about uh, our election and our electoral process, and 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 spurred on an attack by. Uh, fomented by one branch of our constitutional government onto another. Um, so where does the division start? And that's the big question. So people who say stop the division, some of them are the very same people who wanted to, to uh, say that the election be, should be overturned and Donald Trump should be installed as president. Um, so again, where does that division start? Where does it end? Where does your moral obligation begin and where does it end? I think those are all good questions and they're often in the eye of the beholder. But this all wouldn't have been necessary had President Trump admitted uh, that he had lost and welcomed Joe Biden as the president-elect and said he gave it a fair fight, did all he could, but the American people disagreed, and I respect the will of the American people as manifested through the Electoral College. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. We'd be seeing Joe Biden soon to be at the White House uh, uh, having tea or coffee with President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, and they would then go to the Capitol together, um, and Joe Biden would be sworn in with Donald Trump sitting there, graciously handing over power peacefully. Um, so, again, where does the division begin and end, and with whom? That's in the eye of the beholder, but this wouldn't all have been happening had President Trump accepted the results of a free, fair, and extraordinarily secure election. Do you have a, a moment left to give us a glimpse of the next four years in your analysis? Well, uh, yeah. I, it was the, the great baseball player, Yogi Berra, used to say, I, I never make predictions, especially about the future. Um, but uh, my own sense is that Joe Biden's presidency will largely be defined in the first three or four months of what he does, because if he's able to mobilize the federal government in a way that President Trump, I believe, chose not to um, uh, in terms of getting resources and helping states organize and getting the vaccinations out there and reaching his goal of 100 million vaccinations in a certain number of days. If he's able to move, work with Congress to uh, create another stimulus plan to be able to uh, turbocharge the economy and help state and local governments out and help more businesses out, give more money to people and put it on in their bank accounts so they can then spend it and put it back in the economy so the economy begins to thrive again. Um, if he's able to restore some of our relations overseas, um, which have been really suffering, um, then I think you'll begin to see if America does start to turn around and regain respect around the world, and if we begin to flex our economic muscle, um, and if we begin to look back at COVID as this horrible memory, but we got through it and people are 
beginning to lead their normal lives again and businesses are starting to come up. If you see that, then Joe Biden's presidency will probably ride this enormous wave of goodwill that we're finally out of the woods on all of this. But if he falters, if this continues, if uh, the administration's, the new administration's COVID vaccine plan proves to be feckless and ineffective, if uh, the economy continues to sputter, if um, we go further and further into what Biden has said is that dark winter that we face with COVID, um, then I think it's going to be a, a much tougher uh, presidency for him. And, and, and that's only COVID and the economy and international relations. You're also talking about sort of the racial unrest that we've had in the last year or so and how he addresses that and whether he's able to start knitting people back together as one America um, uh, uh, out of many, e pluribus unum, or if we continue to see a leadership from Washington that isn't living up uh, to, to the challenges it faces. So, um, but I do think this next few months are going to help to find the Biden presidency. And if he succeeds, he will be seen as somebody who came to town and cleaned up what many believe is a mess and got America moving and started again and helped uh, helped America reach its potential. And that will really help Joe Biden uh, become a successful president. Mm -hmm. Not doing that, it's not going to be good for him. Well, thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Thank you very much. We hope for the former. So thank you, uh, <laughs> yes. Leonard Steiner. Very much appreciated. We will certainly talk again, and we're glad for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. Leonard Steinhardt, CBS Bye -bye. Uh, News uh, political consultant, professor at uh, teaches political science to students. So uh, very glad to have him on the news line this morning. We are going to open up the phones. We would love to talk to you. Any of your reaction to maybe what uh, Mr. Steinhardt had to say or Professor Steinhardt had to say? Uh, any other thing you'd like to talk about? It is an open phones day. We can talk about our president of these United States, uh, the one who will be president right now, who's on Andrews at Andrews Air Force Base getting ready to head to Florida, or the one that is uh, attending a mass, a Catholic mass in Washington. Washington, D.C., preparing to take the oath of office uh, improperly or sinfully, but uh, nonetheless, he's going to do it. Uh, we'll try to get him the message fast enough before he takes that oath, but we don't want him in more hot water than he's already in. Uh, we, we can talk about that or those COVID numbers, as uh, Mr. Steinhorn uh, talked about. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMP has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has it in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top-selling Ford Escapes, with savings up to $8,250. And slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the Court Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Perfect sale ends Monday the 1st. Goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. <laughs> 
You think he'll come back as Nimrod? <laughs> Is that what you're speculating? <laughs> Either that, or I'm sure some people believe it will be the Antichrist. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in some form. <laughs> like an alien life being or <laughs> maybe, something. Yeah, maybe he'll come back as a cat or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you slay me, I'll tell you. Well, I'm sorry. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a rather odd statement. We'll be back in some form. <laughs> Reincarnated. I might have, a... if I were him, I might have said, "Our movement is still alive, and it will survive my defeat, and we will be back." He will come back as a cat. They have a mind of their own, so they'll, they'll bite you at the with the drop of a at a heartbeat. Okay, read the email, and then we got a caller. The email says, "Out with the old, and in with the older." What an historic day indeed! Today, the one of one of the oldest, most corrupt, forty-plus-year career politicians who barely campaigned at all will be sworn in to office. But everyone else feels so much better now because today we say goodbye to the mean orange man and hello to a much more socialist agenda than we've ever seen before. Wow, just wow. Signed, Doug. <laughs> well, I think if the president hadn't been such an orange menace, uh, uh, Joe probably would have had to campaign, but Joe didn't have to campaign because President Trump made it easy for him. one 800 one ringing, one ready. Paul, you are ready and willing and able, and go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, President Trump did not uh, have some kind of uh, uh, hypocritical meeting with uh, Joe Biden today and attend the uh, uh, inauguration because uh, President Trump knows that on September the 5th, 2017, before his inauguration happened, uh, Joe Biden was in the meeting at the White House where they were plotting the Russian collusion situation and they were going after uh, Michael Flynn. Susan Rice memorialized that meeting. We know Joe Biden was there. And in the plan to get General Flynn, he actually suggested prosecuting him under the Logan Act. After that meeting the next day, James Comey met with President Trump and briefed him on the uh, uh, Steele dossier. And then when he left that meeting, he called James Comey and told him, mission accomplished. And then James Comey got on the phone and leaked the information to CNN. And thereafter, BuzzFeed uh, published the whole Steele dossier. Shortly after that, Adam Schiff began his series of uh, lies at the uh, uh, House Intelligence Committee on the Russian collusion until he made up another story about uh, the president's conversation with uh, the Ukrainian president, which led to the uh, first impeachment. And, uh, of course, President Trump leaked the actual transcript that uh, career professionals had uh, put together that showed that Adam Schiff should never be believed and should actually be thrown out of the Intelligence Committee, if not the whole Congress. Uh, so uh, why would President uh, Trump go <laughs> and sit back down back. and play nice in that circumstance, knowing that Joe Biden was be, was an intimate partner in a whole series of things that never accepted his presidency, undermined him, combined uh, the, uh, the, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the intelligence agencies, the Democrats, the United States Congress, and the mainstream media. I mean, they were all working together, all against him all the time. Why sit down and play nice? That would be just a silly uh, 
perform performance and so forth. And so now the Democratic Party and the media and the judges have all uh, imposed upon us the uh, new president. And uh, and so he's going to take office. We respect uh, our constitutional system and so forth. But uh, he, he's already talking about doing the things that are going to uh, keep. We're right now the leading uh uh, energy producer in the world, and he's be going, going to begin to dismantle that with uh, turning down the Keystone Pipeway pipeline, excuse me, uh, and then uh, going into the Paris climate change, and then he'll start going after Pennsylvania's uh, fracking and oil and gas industry and so forth, and uh, uh, we'll we'll have this decline in the in the economy, and he'll just preside over the the. Uh, the demise of uh, uh, America, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's a pathetic, I, I, I look at this as a day of mourning, you know, and I'm going to certainly pray for the president because the adversaries of the United States don't care where we're, the president's a Democrat or a Republican. If they could kill him, they would kill him. The terrorists and so forth, they want to defeat our country and uh, fuel uh, these these, some of the travel bans and the things that are done on the border and so forth, Democrats do not have a proper respect for national security even after 9-11. They will dismantle things that will make our country vulnerable again, that somebody will bring in chemical weapons, biological weapons, or we'll have people coming from these countries where they have these Wahhabi um, Muslims that want to overthrow everybody uh, and so forth, and like we had 19 of them come in on 9-11, and, uh, or before 9-11, and trained to fly airplanes. All they want to do is fly them. They didn't want to worry about landing them, you know, and, and we're going to go back to that kind of situation. Paul, if I may interrupt you for a minute. Going yeah, back go to, ahead. Going back to your original premise, you said you were glad the President, President Trump didn't have a meeting with President-elect Biden. But here's the thing. I think that the peaceful transfer of power has been a hallmark of what sets us apart from so many other countries in the world. And the symbolism of even the people who are the bitterest of political enemies sitting down together and peacefully transferring power, I think sends a powerful message to countries all around the world that the United States is different. And the fact that President Trump didn't do that, I think, to his discredit. Well, I think it's a rare opportunity for a, a person to be the bigger person. And since President Trump didn't want to do that, it just shows that he is not capable of grace or being the bigger person. That's what happens in the U.S. You know, you're not happy with the outcome of the election, but you do transfer the power. But the president said, nope, I'm going with my uh, tail between my legs and I'm getting out of town. And I'm coming back in some form. Paul, we'll let you wrap up. We've got to take another break, but uh, go well, right ahead. But, but the problem is, is that all kinds of illegal things were done by high officials of our government in uh, the agencies and the Department of Justice and so forth. None of that. I, I'm very disappointed in Bill Barr and, uh, and uh, John Durham and so forth. We have two standards of justice in this, this country, and uh, these people were not brought to justice over the misuse of government authority in a political uh, arena, and uh, 
you know, this we have we have a sad situation going 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 forward. That Joe Biden's administration will have no problem misusing the IRS, the DOJ, the FBI, the intelligence agencies against anybody that they oh, want to go after. Stop you there, Paul. They've done it before, and they will do it again. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Really appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Quickie break. Got callers standing by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. I won't say Joe Biden by name, <laughs> and he got out of town this morning. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, good morning. Uh, National Public Radio is uh, pushing a story this morning talking about the three viruses that the United States faces right now. One is COVID, the second is white supremacy, and the third is misinformation. And your previous caller, Paul, he really outlined the fact that this nation is suffering from a, a plague of misinformation. Because I want to tell you about Paul's statement. That was one of the most wonderful things that I have heard this morning, because for me, this is a little bit of a depressing day. But what Paul outlined was exactly the coup attempt and basically the coup that was carried out by our government and our officials against Donald Trump. Paul was right on, and I've, I've mentioned it before, your listeners can go to Amazon Prime and watch the movie, documentary, The Plot Against the President, and everything that Paul said is included in that and more. So we are suffering from, uh, like NPR says, we are suffering of a plague of misinformation. And that misinformation is the fact that there was a coup attempt against this uh, President, uh, President Trump. And no one has been punished except maybe one or two low-level people are going to uh, face some scrutiny. Now, the other thing I wanted to say was when it comes to misinformation, there's, there's currently poll numbers out there saying that uh, uh, Donald Trump is, what, 22% approval rating or something like that. Well, you know what? I knew a lot of people that voted for Trump the last time. Okay, not the last time, but the first time. Okay? And a few of those people peeled off. Okay? But the people that voted for him this time, and there was millions of them, I don't know anybody that has changed their real opinion of if the vote was taken again, whether they vote for Biden or Trump like they did. So to me, the, the idea that Trump is in the dirt, 
That's just misinformation. You can go back to the 2016 election polls where Hillary was a shoo-in. Hillary was a shoo-in. And then when Trump won, they, all these people that had the polls, they came back and said, well, well, there were some people that had it a toss-up, so the polls weren't that wrong. Yeah, well, you know what? Those people that had it a toss-up race, they weren't the poll numbers that you heard on the mainstream media, on the radio, and everything else. You didn't hear the, the, the idea that it was a toss-up in 2016. That was kind of kept secret. So what we had back then was misinformation, and we had a coup attempt, and Paul was exactly right. And if you guys sold that uh, radio conversation you had with him, I would be the first one in line to buy a copy of it. Well, we can arrange that at the Robert Bryce. A hundred bucks. A <laughs> hundred bucks a copy. MP3. I'd pay a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> well, you can download it on your own <laughs> after the show. Yeah, you can, you can actually get it online. I know that. Okay. <laughs> and I will do that. I'm going to make a copy of that. That was fantastic. I'll tell you what. The plot against the president on Amazon Prime, if you want to start undoing the misinformation, your listeners, and you have a lot of great uh, listeners. I'm not going to go by them in name, but I really uh, relish listening to many of them. Uh, the plot against the president on Amazon Prime, watch it. All right. Sound advice. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Chris, next up on On the Mark. Go right ahead. He has all of Paul's lies memorized, so I don't see why he needs a copy of it. <laughs> he recognized them. <laughs> he had them memorized himself. Of course, they ignore everything, but, you know... Uh, Whereas you it, always it, speak the truth and you never are confused about the facts. Oh, yeah, and, Paul, and you're always right, Joe. Yes, yes, you're always right. No, I'm not always right, just most of the time, Chris. No, you're so right, Wayne, you got your head somewhere. <laughs> in, a, in a book, but right? But in any case, 75% uh, of Republicans still support Trump and think he did a good job. And that's why the Republican Party going to have some troubles coming up, probably. Well, they think he did a good job policy-wise. I don't think anybody, oh, none of the Republicans Joe, I know, Joe, think Joe, he's done Joe. a great job as a human being. He, he did a lousy job as president, too. No, he didn't. He had some okay. great policies in this country. He hollowed out competent areas of government made them incompetent. <laughs> he yeah, put right. dummies in charge of the... It, into the Department of Justice. He put... He put terrible people in the defense this last week, the last two, three months. That's because, you don't, because you don't like them, Chris. Other people no, think they no. did a good job. There are people who have no experience and no knowledge to do the job. It's not because I don't like them. Well, how do you know their qualifications? How do you what? Give me an example of how they failed to do their job so miserably. It's all in plain sight, Joe. <laughs> no, I mean, he's saying that they did a terrible job. Give me specific well, let's, instances. Let's talk about what they were saying, okay? Schiff didn't lie about anything. I know it's a Republican thing that, that they Schiff did, but know the, the Ukrainian thing he was right on about. That was exactly what was in the telephone call, and he should have been impeached. And if he had been impeached, it's not a coup. I agree. Schiff should have been impeached. If it was a coup, the, pre the president would have become Michael Pence. That is not a coup. Well, I think Schiff should have been impeached. A coup is when you go out and put your own person in power. Coups when you try to take over the Capitol and kill the yes. people in charge. So there's no coup involved. Uh, they don't look at Trump's lies about everything he did. 
He lied consistently about the Russian meetings, about all that. Never had any contact was, with the Russians. Where was the proof? Never was doing any financial dealing with the Russians. All that stuff. Your buddy could Nobody could prove and any they, of that. They ignore Chris, that. You're ignoring the fact that nobody proved any of that. Show me the example was, where the president was charged with all these horrible things you're just saying he did. I didn't say it was a, a, that they were... A, they were illegal actions. I said he was lying about what he did. That's not illegal unless you're under oath. <laughs> That's an unusual distinction. Well, it's, it's, what do you mean? Um, what I'm saying is if the president didn't do anything wrong, it doesn't matter whether he lied about it or not. You're saying that it, because he didn't say it exactly the way you want him to say it, that he did something wrong. I didn't say that at all. I said he lied about it. He lied about, for instance, writing the letter that Don uh, Jr. gave to the committee. He wrote that description. He denied it. He did it at first and later admitted it. Okay, so then he didn't lie. He told the truth. Well, he admitted it when people found out about it and could prove it. Jeez, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, you've, uh, I would like you to apply the same standard to the Bidens. Okay. Let's do it. Well, well let's look at, look, look at what they were saying about, about Joe. What is a security agency or a vice president supposed to do when there's these uh, reports, credible reports of them colluding with the Russians? And when they're asking for the Russians for help in an election. But they weren't credible. The Steele dossier was repudiated. And that was the basis of the whole thing. It, it, the, but the Carter things weren't. And the other but guy who, started was, uh, it, who, who gave started, the report to them also. But Steele started it, the, and that the, was wrong. The, that was inaccurate. The dossier wasn't the beginning of it. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Joe, the other things predated it. Hillary got her checkbook out. Straight, you get yours Come out. Back to me. Hillary well, got her checkbook out. Because you don't know. All right, wrap it up, Chris. Anything else? <laughs> uh, well, this this whole, this whole uh, collusion to, to get to get rid of Trump. It was only a collusion to make sure the reports of suspicious activity with the Russians weren't weren't kiboxed after they were out of office. That was all. That wasn't a. That wasn't a. That was just to make sure that somebody was still looking into things. It wasn't a, a, a plan to get rid of the president. The, the oh, he didn't get impeached until the the Ukrainian thing, which was clearly an impeachable offense. Even Republicans said so. Should we continue the investigation into Hunter Biden and his illegal activities with the? Uh... Okay, what what do you mean by that? Because you always you just use that general term like it's actually meaningful, and it's not. Why isn't it? Well, because the only thing they they have is some kind of tax thing. No, they have they have the testimony of a guy who was hired by the Biden family to run their testimony finances. Testimony not under oath. Well, all right. So in other words, he's lying under uh, he's lying. The president, you just accused the president of doing the same thing, not speaking the truth when he's not under oath. But well, you believe so you believe the president what lied. You don't believe well. You don't believe that you don't believe that Bobulinski told the truth because he's. Uh, I don't know if he told the truth. Nobody knows if he told the truth. Well, that's it's my question. Theory. That's my question. Should we continue the investigation? I hate well, to break this they've up, been, man. They've had the information. Supposedly, the FBI's had the uh, the investigation, and and uh, the attorney general 
ordered an investigation on stuff like that. Thank you that. so much, Chris. And Thank they you. they have come up with nothing, <laughs> right? Appreciate the it. The only thing they've come up with is a tax charge, uh, tax, tax investigation, not a charge against Hunter Biden alone. All That's right. it. We got right? you. Thank you, Chris. That's Thank you. Joe. The election was fair. So you can ask about whether the free. Hunter Biden tax charge is going to be continued to investigate it, and the answer is yes. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate the truth on all these matters. It hurts sometimes yeah, to hear, hear it. it. It would be great. Oh, we heard it, baby. <laughs> you just got to listen. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Chris. It's all out there, Joe. Just look. He doesn't you wish too. to. His Fox funnels do not permit dissenting opinion to get through. Hey, News Radio 1070 WK, okay, invite you to do what I do. That's go to the Sunbury Motor Company where they sell Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln. You could walk and kick the tires on all these perfect vehicles or check out the pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition. You can do as I've done. Order several brand new Ford Rangers and F-150s, then not take them at the last minute. No, just kidding. Do not do that. But this is an opportunity for you to get a premier service from a car sales group like never before. Jason Benfers uh, pushing the Lincolns out the door. A lot of people are waiting out there. Jeff Clock is selling f one fifty. I think they actually will drive out of the door on their own. I don't think they have to push them out. They just nudge the door. It opens. As soon as you bump it. <laughs> They push the cars out the door. I'm saying the cars run on their own. Well, they don't run them in the building, do they? Do they? When they put build cars in the building, do they run them? Sure. When they take? Oh dear. They don't let them run for long. Okay. Yeah, you don't warm them up for an hour in the building. No. Okay. <laughs> Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealership, just shaking their head these days. And Kyle's over at the Sunbury Motor Company, making sure that Ford Broncos uh, got your body on top of it. And it's an opportunity for you to just get super service, pre-owned vehicles, master towing service, quick lane. They'll do as they've done for me. Pump me up with nitrogen on many occasions, and it really helps out. It makes me run cooler and last longer. We invite you to go to Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. We're going to wrap up with open phones. So we got a couple of texts waiting. Uh, we'll take your emails, too, sent to onthemark at WKOK.com. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMB has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has it in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top-selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250. And slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the low largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the Court Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Dialer 1-800-795-9565 on this inauguration day at 11 o'clock this morning. We'll turn the reins over to CBS News for their inauguration coverage. Uh, they'll have uh, idle chit-chat with ultra-smart people for an hour, and then President Biden will be sworn in. He'll become president at that point. President-elect Biden will be sworn in, and uh, they'll be talking about the uh, the speech that he'll make, an inaugural speech. And then at 1 o'clock, we turn it back over to the Dave Ramsey show. 
Well, one of our email or texters says, and, and if you wait, we still have time for a call or so. Uh, good morning. This morning on his way out of office, Trump finally said how deadly the virus is. I said, don't let the door hit your, uh, don't let the door hit your back door on the no, way out. Let the door hit your back door. Well, your back door. <laughs> Goodbye to a stupid racist liar and lawless president. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> and the election wasn't <laughs> stolen. Add that as a little asterisk. And then uh, this is this leftover. Well, rest, go ahead. Go leftover ahead. for you, right? Go By ahead. the way, Mark, there was a report that there was over one billion dollar in in damage to property the first month after the Floyd uh, George protests and riots. That so, can't be true. A billion uh, it, dollars. Yes, it, there, were, there were reports that that was a the total billion. amount. I'd like to see that. Show me that. Oh, well, this is okay. the show me show. Show me. Well, I'm I'm not. The I can believe it. Millions. Our, our, one of our but, texters said it, but. Okay, yeah, show me. I'd like to see that. And then just wait. Trump wars will come from Iran and Iraq or Afghanistan or North Korea. So okay. we're going to get war, oh, just into wait. wars. Okay. Trump wars. Trump wars, okay. And then... This Good morning. One. Biden getting sworn in as president today. Uh, it's the best thing our country has had in four years. Well, all right, if you believe yeah, right. that. Okay, this starts then, here. Mark, when buildings burns or when buildings burn, stores are looted. People are beat. Uh, people are beat. Cops attacked. Cops. There's no, no commas. No, okay. <laughs> there are no commas here at all, folks. Listen, if I got to read this stuff, how about some punctuation? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Would it kill you? Yeah, would it kill you to put a couple of commas in? Uh, Mark, when buildings burn, stores are looted. People are beat. Cops attacked. Cops' cars burned during BLM protests. Turned riots. What do they call? All that if they're, if they're not right if they're not right so what do they call it mark uh, black lives matters 99.99 percent of them were 100 percent nonviolent. That's all there was to it. They were just demonstrations. Well, well, they were, but you know the riots after the, the killings of George Floyd. Right. And well, those were, but that wasn't a Black Lives Matter. That was people pushing back for a century and a half of but, you police know, brutality. Right, but still, you're more than willing to say to excuse them and say that they were completely peaceful. But you what? want to tar all of the people who were at Washington. I mean, this whole idea. That I never did any such thing. You're making that up. <laughs> I never said everybody in Washington. Well, was I, I don't for mean you specifically. I mean, you generally, the general population. The more we know about the insurrection, the more we know it was planned in advance, and it was. Uh, there's a lot of individual groups involved. You know, the Oath Keepers and Three Percenters and the uh, Blankety Blanks, whose name escapes me. And how about now? They're going to. They're going to try and cancel Mike Lindell. The my pillow guy. Now I'll admit, if I never had to look at another one of his commercials, I'd be happy. Yeah, the pillows are terrible. But oh, they are. Yes. Oh, okay. I well, tried one. <laughs> okay. It just turned into a distorted mush. But after now places a weeks. like places like Coles and Bed Bath Beyond have dropped them, <laughs> dropped his pillows because they don't like his politics. Well, who buys a pillow at Coles Hardware anyway? Not Coles Hardware. K O H L. Oh, the department store. Department store. Right, the clothing store. You know, I, I'm really disappointed in Coles, and I'm disappointed disappointed in Bed Bath & Beyond. Right. You always hate that when people take a retail out on the perpetrators. But listen, you should boycott products because it's the only way to get to them to tell them how abhorrent their views are. So don't buy something from a bad person. How's that? Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, you keep you, buying you check, from a bad person so they can stay rich. Do you check the political affiliations and the personal lives of the, every company that you buy something from? No, but if they put it in plain sight, you can make a judgment. Would you buy if, uh, if uh, let me think of a bad example. Yeah, you're <laughs> um, almost out of time. Hillary time. Clinton sold pillows. Would you buy one? <laughs> See? I gotcha. Hillary All Clinton right. doesn't sell pillows. 
Phillips. Tomorrow's the last day of your... snake oil and I don't buy any of that. Tomorrow's the last day of your retirement shortened week. Thank heaven. Ben will be back on Friday. You can tell us about having COVID. So we'll talk to him about that. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.